Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we have channeler Aaron Lyons, and Aaron channels directly with Source, the Angelic Realms, and the Ascendant Masters, just to name a few. Aaron and I had a wonderful conversation about her transformation into this channel that she is today, as well as having a live channeled session with some of the entities and groups that she channels. And the answers that I received blew me away. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show, Aaron Lyons. How are you doing, Aaron? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to talking to you. Uh, you have you have a very interesting journey uh, to get to where you are, um, mm-hmm. and you're and you're a young channel too, which is a, another rarity. I don't get a lot of young. Really, yes. nothing, nothing, I'm not being ageist, everyone. Listen, I'm old too, so stop <laughs> it. Uh, but it's a rarity to see someone so young uh, doing channeling as well. So uh, my first question is, what was your life like prior to the insanity that has become your channeling <laughs> life? <laughs> well, I've been connecting to spirit in this way consciously since I was 19. I'm 28 now, so this this has been going on for a good 10 years. But prior to that, I was a normal college student, um, hanging out with friends, going to bars, going to parties, uh, average teenage girl. And that was, so then, so you were, when you said you were connected, how were you connected? So I, I started really just questioning everything. I had always had these questions since I was younger. So sort of, I'll take you further back. Um, I grew up with my mom being Baptist Christian and my father being Muslim actually. Um, so that as you can imagine, created so many questions within me from a young age. And I'm like asking my parents questions. Nobody can answer these questions that I have essentially. But then I sort of just suppressed that asking. But um, pretty much once I got to college, it's like something just like everything just reawakened and reopened. And I just started going down this rabbit hole. But then I stumbled into a psychedelic experience that really Mm -hmm. blew everything (laughs) wide open. Um, And coming back from that experience, these psychic gifts were just, they were wide open and just never went away. It was like always hearing spirit in my head 24 seven. So when you say psychedelic, <laughs> I am fascinated <laughs> with psychedelics. Uh, I've never partaken myself, but okay. Uh, I, okay. I've spoken to so many people who have gone through that and their journeys of what happens to them when they go on these psychedelics yes. is fascinating. Can you, do you mm-hmm, mind diving mm-hmm. into a little bit of what happened how you got first of all how you got there okay what what did you take if you don't mind me asking and then what was it like inside like once you 
not inside, but when you went on the trip, when you went on the trip. <laughs> so the funny thing is I, I had already come to this conclusion on my own through all of these studies I had immersed myself into. And it's almost like looking for this answer that you don't even realize you're looking for. And so I came to this conclusion that I'm God, everyone's God, and we're all just God experiencing. And at the time I had this very close friend and he goes, look, Aaron, I think you really get it, but you have to experience this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, at, at the time I had no information or research on like ayahuasca or LSD or any of these things, because as a person of color, I didn't really grow up in a home where this was something that was accessible to us or it just wasn't a part of my normal realm. Mm -hmm. um, so when I say I stumbled into it, I say that because I truly had no idea what I was getting myself into. And so for me, it was LSD. Um, not sure how much you know about LSD. Um, mm -hmm. For those of you who are familiar with Ram Das, you know, maybe, maybe you know a little bit about it, but I essentially I'm on this LSD journey and I completely have a total ego death experience. I'm reabsorbed back into what I call source energy. All that is consciousness. And God essentially is showing me my pre-birth plan, what I'm here to do, um, the whole thing. And so coming out of that, I knew then that I was here to be a spiritual teacher but I still didn't know exactly how that was all going to unfold because I'm 19, 20, in the middle of pursuing a finance degree at Michigan State University. And I'm just like, how, you know, do I move to India? What do I do? I don't know what to do with myself. But spirit, the voice was just like, keep, keep going after all of these things that you essentially wanted. So I had this dream of working on Wall Street and getting this finance degree. And so I still pursued that path all the while not knowing how everything was going to come full circle. How did you deal with the trips psychologically? Because that sounds pretty intense. And especially for such a young person, a 19-year-old. I remember when I was 19, I was an idiot. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. wouldn't know what I would have done with that kind of information that kind of flowed into you. How'd you deal with it? I think the way I really stayed grounded because after something like that, you you really do feel like an alien, you know, my entire reality dematerialized in front of my eyes, um, so to speak. And I think this is why spirit was giving me this message of just have fun, just create the life you love, just, uh, you know, manifest things that are going to bring you joy and happiness and don't worry about everything. And that kept me grounded and just recognizing that the, the the real true purpose of this experience anyways is to create and enjoy as much as you possibly can. So that allowed me to normalize myself and, and approach it from that, through that lens and that perspective. Did you talk to anybody about this? Not really. I didn't really have many people to discuss this with. Probably two or three friends, handful of friends that I shared this experience with. Really? And, and how did the, did you, did you, I mean, obviously when you come back from a situation like that, you come back changed, you're going down the road of what you were doing before, but you just like, it's kind of like you saw behind the curtain. 1000%. Yes. <laughs> you saw Oz. And I, and I just want to say, this is not me promoting any substance, of anything. Course. This is just what happened to me, you know? And mm -hmm. I want to be like authentic and transparent with that because I do believe there is this 
plant medicine psychedelic renaissance happening. And there probably are people who feel ungrounded in these experiences. So this is what happened to me, not promoting it, not advertising it, just saying what happened on my okay. journey. Oh, great. No, because it could be terrifying. Uh, and I heard I've, I've, I've spoken to them who, you know, vets and people who are dealing with PSD, uh, PSD, PTSD uh, and how it, it, you know, it's scary. It, sometimes it opens up a whole lot of stuff that you yes. don't want to deal with in a yes. big way. So it, it's yes. it's not to be trifled with. Yes, totally agree. <laughs> so so at what point did you begin channeling uh of like officially like doing a trans channeling or you know mm -hmm. it, 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 after the psychedelic experience you said you you had spirit talking to you all the time right yeah so prior to this experience it had already started with what we call downloads of information so mm -hmm. i would get downloads of information which is how i was sort of piecing together all of these different fractals of this puzzle that i didn't even realize i was putting together and then the experience you know really just put it all together for me um and then coming out of that that was the continual voice that never essentially turned off source and what so, what i call source all that so is so you yes. didn't think you were losing your mind when you heard voices in your head <laughs> because this voice was so fun and loving <laughs> and nurturing and just resonant with everything that I could feel as being truth within my beingness, mm -hmm. I trusted it. So I, this is where for me, there's a difference between believing something and knowing something. And when you meet source, there is no more questioning because it's a total soul remembrance within your being. So after having the total reunion or this reabsorption back into all that is, there was no questioning. So I knew this voice to be pure, a pure loving intelligence. There was no, no fear for me. There was no fear for you. Okay. And how did you, well, why do you think you were chosen to have this experience? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. I mean, because not everybody gets to reabsorb into source. <laughs> <laughs> right now, at least. We will eventually. Well, first, but not right I want to say, and this is even source saying already, I'm not special, okay? Every Everyone is source. Everyone can do this. But I will say, in me choosing this particular avatar at this time, that does play a big part of what source is doing, not what I'm doing, but what source is doing through me. Yes. Let me ask you a question because, you know, culturally I'm a Latino man and culturally all of the stuff we're talking about is very cultural. Is it as prevalent in the African-American community? Cause I don't, don't, I haven't heard of it being like, you know, you know, African for American friends of mine talking about this kind of stuff openly either. It's growing. It's right at the the beginning of people of color beginning to open themselves up to this type of information because for a long time it's been taboo, just based mm -hmm. on religion, um, based on certain religious programming. So there's there's an innate fear. So when I was going through this type of awakening as a black woman, a person of color, it added to that layer of I really feel so different and I have like nobody to talk with this about. Yes. Right. 
So did so when you finally came out because you are pretty public at this point in the game. You're not hiding. Yes. You got you're out yes. of the spiritual channel and closet. <laughs> how did you? How did your family? How did your friends? How did your colleagues deal with this new Wall Street financier, you know, person coming out going? I talked to source now. <laughs> Here's my website. This is what uh-huh. I do. Like uh-huh. I imagine this was a mm-hmm. difficult mm-hmm. Thanksgiving conversation. So I began sharing this information online for about a year and a half before I fully transitioned out of my Wall Street job career. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that I openly shared with my colleagues, so we weren't having those types of conversations. If anything, I would give drop hints like, you know, I'm really into meditation and crystals and that type of thing. Um, So they sort of knew I was spiritual, um, but I, I wasn't having those open discussions with them. However... It's really interesting because when you're coming out of the spiritual closet, you don't recognize that you've been in the closet until you have to have these uncomfortable conversations with people. And for whatever reason, I just knew that I had to tell my family about this because I was going public and things were growing and expanding. So I remember sitting my mom and my sister down and I'm literally shaking and I'm like, I have something to tell you. And they're like, you're pregnant. I'm like, no. They're like, you're getting married. I'm like, no. And I say, I'm a psychic medium. And they're like, they didn't really understand what that was. Or I'm sorry, I say I'm a channel. They didn't really know what that was. So I say, you know, like a psychic medium. And I just sat back and it was silent for a little bit. And they, they shocked me and they just go, oh, I can actually really see that for you. Um, So sometimes you're making a bigger deal of it in your head than what that interaction might actually be. Uh, That was was very surprising to me how supportive they were. Oh, that's awesome. So that was a good, so that was a good coming coming out, if you will. (laughs) It, It was. And I was also in a relationship. I'm still in the same relationship at the time that things started to progress in a way that I knew I had to share it. Um, And that was actually very scary for me. You know, is this person really going to think you have totally lost it? Like you're doing this online now and I'm out of here. But he has also been so supportive. So I got kind of lucky in this department. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, Now, do you, uh, would you mind doing a little bit of a channeling, a live channeling of source? Absolutely not. Let's do it. Uh, how, so, but how did, uh, real quick, how does it feel when you channel? Because everyone's a little different. How do you go in? Are you still here? Do you remember everything? Do you go somewhere else? All that, that kind of stuff. I'm still here at a very light degree. And I'm actually still in a series of upgrades getting to leading up to the point where I will be fully unconscious. But as of now, I am still, I would say they're giving me about. conscious of what's happening. But what will happen is what will happen is as soon as I come out of it, I'll sort of start to lose things. I won't really remember the specifics of of what they shared. Very very dreamlike in in many ways. Yes. Yes. Okay. And does it feel uh, energetic? Do you get drained? How does that work? Very energetic. And I will get drained depending on how long we're in in the channel. So let's say if we were going to be in a in an hour long trans-channeled conversation, that would probably be my energetic capacity at a little bit over the one hour mark where they just say, okay, you know, it. she's just energetically drained right now. Is that, and from talking to some uh, more experienced channels who've been doing this for decades, yes. um, 
you are kind of being primed. The more you do it, the more the body is yes. to deal with the energy, the battery, the battery yes. capacity continues to grow and grow and grow to the yes. point where it doesn't even bother you or even benefits you in many ways. Exactly. So when I said I'm still in this series of upgrading, mm. that's exactly what's happening on a cellular level, on a on a DNA level, on a you know physical body level. Everything has the, the frequency um, template essentially has to raise so that that high energy can be held for an extended period of time. Perfect. All right. So let, let's get into it. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Right All right. Thank you. Yes, we are here. We are here. We are here, dear one. We are pleased to be here with you in this moment of now. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I have a few questions for you. Uh, first question is, what is the ultimate purpose of existence, both for the universe and for human beings? We wish to leave you with this statement that you can move forward with, which is celebration of creation. This is something we have been saying to Aaron, celebration of creation. We are creators and we love creating. And that is the point. Humans like to believe that they are here as punishment or that earth is a prison. And the truth is that your soul, which is a fractal of that which we are, loves the journey of creation that always leads and circles back into us, back into all that is. And so your main purpose, your first purpose, you see purpose is multidimensional. You have many layers of purpose within a particular incarnation. However, the first purpose is always to create that which brings the soul joy. Why is there suffering and evil in the world and what part does it play in the grand scheme of things? As source consciousness, we call ourselves all that is because we are all that is. And within that isness is a variety of vibrational frequencies. They are simply frequencies. There are higher vibrational frequencies and aspects of what we are. And there are lower vibrational frequencies of what we are. We, we refer to these as the lower portions of that which we are. And evil and suffering is simply a soul who is in a level of consciousness that is experiencing the lower vibrational frequencies within all that is. It is a part of the experience, and we would even say the experiment that we are facilitating within our own infinite capacity to experience ourselves. How can we as human beings achieve true happiness and inner peace in our lives? True happiness is the result of accepting whatever presents itself in the present moment and appreciating that experience within your own existence. You see, we are source experiencing itself. And so you are a part of that experience. We experience what we are through you and your individual journeys. And that includes that which you would call high vibrational emotions and experiences, but also low vibrational emotions and experiences. And from our highest vantage point, we do not judge any of these experiences. And so humans experience suffering and grief and pain because 
of the judgment that they place on these experiences as opposed to fully accepting. Unconditional love is actually the frequency of neutrality and neutrality is the total acceptance of all that you are. This includes high vibrational and low vibrational. What happens to our consciousness or soul after we die? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. After the soul leaves the body, you will be guided to what we call a library of souls where you will review your current incarnation. There is no reason to review any of the previous incarnations. However, because you have free will, depending on your beliefs, depending on your expectations, that will determine what may happen first before you reach this library of souls. Is this why some near-death experiencers experience a hell-like experience and others a more heaven-like experience at the beginning? That is correct. You are all creators and you create every aspect of your reality, whether that reality be based in physicality or non-physicality. Reality will always bend around your perception because you are the I am creator of your experience. What do souls do in between lives? The perception of being in between lives is coming from the limited awareness that your species has at this time. There is no such thing as being in between lives as they are all happening now. What happens is you shift into a higher dimensional consciousness wherein you can perceive all of your incarnations simultaneously and the time does not exist. It is a state of consciousness that you assume. Is the concept of fate or destiny real or do we have complete free will to shape our lives? For the human, this is quite challenging to understand. Am I creating my reality or was there a soul plan? Was there an agreement? And what we would like to say is that both things can be true simultaneously. This is what we call a dichotomy. Two things can be true at the same time. And so from the highest vantage point of we'll call your highest self, your higher self, you are always running the show as a soul. You are always creating. However, in the incarnational experience, there are options and choices, which would be the free will. And so you are always in a state of co-creation with your higher self and with us, determining which timeline possibilities are of the highest excitement to experience. Why did God or source energy choose to create the universe and what principles guided its decision, design decisions? Many humans may be underwhelmed by our answer, but the truth is that we were bored and we had nothing else to do. <laughs> 
and you also have nothing else to do, which is why we have shared with you today that creation is your ultimate purpose to create out of your own infinite energy and consciousness. You see, we were floating, we were in one place, so to speak, because we were everywhere simultaneously. And we grew to be quite bored. And we said, well, we are, but we would like to know the depths of what that could be, what that could look like, what what those ex experiences could entail. You see, it's not enough for us to simply know that we exist. We want to experience our existence in every which way possible. So is every living thing on this planet an expression of source energy in its goal to experience and explore itself? You stated that perfectly. Yes, we are experiencing ourselves infinitely on every dimension and every timeline. Can you explain the nature of time and space and how they interact with one another? When we created the physical and non-physical aspects of the multiverse, we recognized that time could serve as a tool to have certain lessons and experiences that would otherwise be unavailable. We exist in timelessness because our Consciousness is everywhere simultaneously. We are aware of ourselves as being everywhere simultaneously, whereas the human is focalized, centralized in one particular timeline, reality, or expression of energy. And that is why the human experiences linear time. And time is simply a measure of distance. The time that it, it takes to get from point A to point B. However, if you are at point A and point B simultaneously, then that time does not exist. So time is a tool. It is something to appreciate. It is something, something that gives the soul an opportunity to slow reality down and really savor the details of what is available in a particular dimension. You've spoken about multidimensional realities. How can we access or perceive them? Everything is happening now. This is why the present moment is so sacred to us and also why you will always find us in the present moment where past, present, and future collapse into this frequency of infinite possibility. When you are wanting to consciously shift through time or tap into parallel versions of yourself and potentiality, you must first access the present moment where you are no longer fixated or attached to whatever has already occurred or has been created by you. You simply understand that it has been created out of a certain level of consciousness and energy, but when you pull yourself into the present moment, you empower yourself to shift. So it's a matter of accessing the present moment and recognizing that the present is a portal into infinity. Do we co-create our own reality? And if we do, why would we create negative or struggle in our lives? What the human perceives to be negative or struggle, we perceive to be 
a catalyst for soul growth and expansion. When you are judging an experience as bad, labeling it as bad, you will experience it as bad and thus create that suffering for yourself, which is why neutralizing your attention and emotional attachment to what is happening will ultimately set you free. Now, most humans are turned off by this term neutralization because it feels like it's void of emotion or love, and that is not true. This neutrality is actually unconditional love because you are loving every aspect of yourself, loving every aspect of what occurs in your experience. And in the loving of it, the neutrality of it, it will actually transmute and transform into a higher reality that you are then experiencing. So you get to experience anything that occurs in your reality in the way that you wish, simply through shifting into a frequency of love of acceptance, of appreciation for that which is occurring. And within that perception, suffering cannot exist. That was beautiful. How can we as humans reach our full potential spiritually? Potential is infinite. And once you accept that there is no such thing as reaching your full potential because the nature of the multiverse that we have birthed is to always be in continual expansion. When you accept that you will always be a being who expands, you do not judge where you are. You simply accept it. And in that acceptance, you match the vibrational frequency that will catapult you into a higher dimensional version of who you are. So in other words, there is no top of the mountain. It is infinite. That is correct. And so... If you are no longer striving striving and struggling to get to the top of the mountain, you are at peace in your present. And because you are in this frequency of well-being, you are a magnet for more well-being to be reflected back to you. So you will always be experiencing the highest possible version of reality that is available to you given the soul agreements that are in place. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Why do different religions and belief systems exist in the world? Different opportunities for the soul to journey back to us. Humans believe that if they could get everyone on the same page, if there could be one world religion then all problems would go away. But you must understand that the ultimate remembrance that the soul is striving for truly is to be in total acceptance for all that it is. So if everything is the same, there is no opportunity for you to accept all that you are, all possibilities, all potentialities. And so these religions represent different expressions of us. Can you provide insight into the nature of consciousness and how it arises from the physical brain? Consciousness is simply energy. We are energy. Energy that is aware of its existence. 
and consciousness exists separately from the brain. The brain is an instrument that we have created to act as a frequency device that transmits different frequencies within consciousness, but consciousness exists on its own without the brain. Is it possible to achieve a utopian society here on Earth? This is where your species is headed. And before you can get there, you must fully accept all that you have co-created together, all that you are currently creating, and this will shift you into the harmonic love frequency blueprint that makes a utopian society available to you as a collective. What roles do animals and other non-human life forms play in your creation of the larger universe? They are simply us experiencing ourselves on a different level of consciousness. That is all. How can humanity achieve lasting peace and harmony and overcome the divisions and conflicts that we are all struggling with? See yourself in every being that you interact with. It is very easy for the human to believe itself to be separate. And in the belief that you are separate from your reflection, you do not understand that however you treat your reflection, however you judge your reflection is innately what you are doing to yourself. Meet every being with an appreciation for where they currently are in their exploration within consciousness. They are us having an experience. And all of these experiences are held as sacred, near and dear to us. And when you merge with that highest perspective, you are operating in unconditional love for yourself and all of your other selves. Can you explain the concept of what a soul family is? A soul family is a group of energies that have fractaled off from us for the purpose of experience who are vibrating on a resonant frequency of attraction and intention. And your soul family is in the same or near vibrational vicinity of evolution in terms of the journey back to us. Can you talk a little bit about generational karma? Generational karma is inherited on a DNA level. DNA vibrates at a certain frequency. And as a soul, you are knowing that you are going to be holding that frequency blueprint when you take on physicality, when you take on physical form. And this generational karma is simply the cause and effect that is an extension of where the, the the DNA is vibrating. So if you are, let's say, inheriting a lower vibrating DNA sequence, you are going to be attracting certain experiences and patterns and 
reflections to yourself unconsciously until you become conscious. What is the meaning behind the apparent randomness of certain events in our life? Nothing is random, though it may seem. All things are vibrational reflections. However, what we are calling your vibration is made up of many different things. And so sometimes you have been vibrating high. You have been experiencing joy and love and harmony and bliss. And, and you feel as though you have truly become the creator of your reality. And then something random occurs or something that feels random. And you say, well, how did I create that? However, this may be something that you have attracted from a certain underlying belief that is embedded within your vibration. And you could have watched something, you could have heard something that activated this in your vibration and attracted it to you. Everything is attracted to you. Is the law of attraction and manifestation true? And if it is, how can we tap into it? Of course it's true. We gave this information to your species for a reason. And a part of that reason is because in the time-space reality in which you are experiencing yourself, you are needing to recognize the connection between how you think and what you feel and, and what is created. You see, in other dimensions, this happens automatically. It is instantaneous. So there is no need to learn about the law of attraction. So we have brilliantly come up with this term law of attraction to support you in navigating the dimension in which you exist, where energy is denser and taking longer time to materialize into an outward experience. And you can harness the power of this law. We wish to make this simple. You can harness the power of this law through love because all that you seek to create and attract to yourself truly is that you actually want the experience of love because love is who and what you are. So when you assume this frequency of love, love for yourself, love for where you are, love for all of your others, love for existence, love for creation, that is the frequency blueprint that will materialize all that you would love on autopilot. It's not something that you have to manipulate yourself into doing, which we see many of you attempting to use these laws to do. What is the relationship between science and spirituality and how can we bridge the two? They are one in the same. We are all that is. And within all that is are infinite amounts of ways to decipher or translate energy. What is spiritual is also scientific and what is scientific is also spiritual. It is all one in the same. And we have given information to certain scientists on your planet now who are making the strides to connect the pieces. And why is there... Why is there a need? Why, why have we forgotten all of this information? Because the soul is thrilled by the opportunity to 
forget, and then remember. We wish to use an example that we gave to Aaron a few months back. And what we said was if you were planning a surprise party for someone, would you want to spoil it or would you want them to be temporarily in a state of unawareness so that when they stumbled into the party, they could experience the full culmination of that moment. And that is what your soul is doing. So stop trying to spoil the surprise for everyone. (laughs) We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. With the rapid advancements in artificial intelligence and technology, what role do they play in your vision for humanity's future? There are many advancements that will begin to surface as you are now ready for them. You see, the consciousness of a civilization must reach a certain level before certain technology would be most advantageous to share or else this can lead to destruction, which by the way, you all have done in the past. And so this looks like free energy, floating cities, flying cars, things of the sort. But right now your main objective as a collective soul energy is to ascend into a higher vibration of love that would allow you to use technology appropriately. You kind of hinted at the past. How old is the human race truly? Millions of years old beyond what has been available in your recent history texts. Have we gone through cycles of growth and then descent, and then destroying ourselves, growth and destroying ourselves, growth, and kind of like little inching by inching by inching closer to where we are today. Yes. And before the modern human was created, there were what you all know to be galactic beings who were here first and co-created amongst themselves long before they created the hybrid of the modern human. Do you have any parting messages for this audience? You must learn to love every aspect of yourself, every aspect of your journey. This is what we call making peace with your own shadow. And it is simply learning to accept the unhealed parts of your humanity through a lens of unconditional love. And this will shift you out of the inner conflict that we see many of you experiencing because you are trying to reject pieces of yourselves because you believe that God is perfect and God is perfect. We are perfect, 
However, our perfection does not lie in the rejection of pieces of ourselves. It lies in the acceptance of all that we are, that every single version and variation of source being experienced and expressed is perfection, is valid. And you must begin validating yourself no matter the conditions and circumstances that you are temporarily exploring as a soul. And only then can true peace and freedom be experienced. Thank you so much for for being on the show. And it's been an absolute pleasure and honor speaking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we are complete. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm well. Things are, they're going to start leaving me, but I, I have a, I have a general gist of everything that was shared. Really? How are you feeling uh, physically? I feel good. I feel really good. Yeah. I mean, I threw some hard questions at them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm known for that. I don't, I don't, I don't do softball questions to channels. I, I, I throw them hard questions and they hit back pretty beautifully, beautifully, elegantly and profound. So uh, you, you really, it's really beautiful what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. They're, I'm hearing them laugh right now saying nothing is a hard question for us because <laughs> we've already sort of downloaded your questions into you before you were going to ask them. <laughs> so they're cheating is what they're saying. <laughs> I know, you know, <laughs> they're asking and they're also answering. They're saying. <laughs> well, yeah, because we all have a part to play in this in this little movie that we are in. You know, I have my part. You have your yes. without me. You can't do this and this. You can't do that at this moment in time. Yes, it is a beautiful co-creation. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, Erin, that I ask all my okay. guests. Okay. What is your definition of living a fulfilled life? You have to have something that you are passionate about, passionate about that's bigger than yourself. That's going to fuel you. That's going to help you move through difficulties and challenges. If you don't have something that's bigger than you, life can really knock you down. And it can be difficult to to pull yourself out of those experiences and keep going. So if you want to be fulfilled, do things that truly bring you joy. Have a, a chief aim or a goal or a mission or something that wakes you up in the morning. If you had an opportunity to go back to the little girl that you used to be, what advice would you give her? Trust everything. I promise you are not crazy and insane. <laughs> <laughs> A piece of advice I think we could all take. <laughs> how did you how do you define God? Unconditional love. The the loving of all experiences, possibilities, versions, variations, expressions. It's just total acceptance of all that is. And what is the ultimate purpose of life? To experience the infinite potential of what you can be or create. And where can people find out more about you and the amazing work that you're doing? You guys can follow me um, on Instagram and TikTok at Aaron Lyons Official and also www.aaronlyonsofficial.com. What I, Erin, before we leave it, the one thing I want to say is what I love about what you're doing is that you are the next generation coming up. Uh, and what you're doing is so important because you're, you're, where your generation might not want to see a 50 or 60 year old (laughs) channeling because they're like, those people crazy. Uh, (laughs) As I did when I was 20 something. Uh Um, But when they see someone of their own age doing it at such an elegant way that you are, it is, you are doing really amazing work and important work. So I just wanted to uh, say that to you before we left. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And to add on that, I just want to say this was actually the, the part of it that held me back for a while is recognizing that I am younger and I'm going to do things differently than what we would call the older channels. You know, you might see me at a festival, you know, raving in two weeks. You might see me dancing with my friends. It, You know, it's going to look different. And that's something that Source has really been working with me on, on becoming more comfortable with sharing the other multidimensional aspects of myself outside of this work. So just, you know, putting that it's out there. A, Yeah. And it's important because, again, you are not the pro prototypical, if there is a prototypical channel. Right, right, right. Um, but it is so, it's so important because you are, you are an example for your generation coming up, which is the generation that will replace us eventually. Uh, yes. And the people who are ahead of me uh, generationally. So it is, it's really amazing what you're doing. Uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of the channels I've had on the show have a TikTok. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, my kids are amazed that I have a TikTok. I'm like, you have a TikTok? I go, I do. I don't dance on it. I spread spiritual, <laughs> I spread, I spread spiritual messages. And they're like, what? <laughs> How many followers? I go, not a lot, but it's getting there. It's getting there. Right, I, right. I have my followers on YouTube. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> so, mm -hmm. And do you have any parting messages for the audience? Just have fun. I'm all about that. Have fun. You're here. You're human. Like, do the thing and get as much of your soul's energy out as possible. We're not going to be here for a long time. It goes by faster than you think. And really yeah. try to savor relationships and people and music and food and experiences just fall in love with being here it's what i like to say recently is it can feel like a prison or it can feel like a playground and i choose to experience it as a playground for my soul to just express and experience aaron i appreciate you and the amazing work you're doing in this world to awaken so many souls so i appreciate thank you thank you. you thank you so much for having me bye everybody <sighs> I want to thank Erin so much for coming on the show and sharing her gifts with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 272. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.